Welcome to the second and final episode in this special two-part bonus series of As Like Would Have It. My name is Abby and I am the admin and comms worker here at Leichhardt Uniting. We are a church based on Gadigal and Wongal land in Sydney, Australia. We acknowledge their connection to these lands since time immemorial, which continues to this day and into the future. It has been officially announced that Australians will go to the polls on Saturday, October 14, to vote in a referendum to consider including a First Nations voice to Parliament in the Constitution. In last week's episode, we outlined the referendum question and the proposed constitutional amendment. We learned how the concept of the voice resulted from the most extensive consultation process of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in Australia's history which culminated in the Uluru Statement from the Heart. This week, we'll hear from a beloved member of our congregation, Raul Suganananthan, who has recently commenced working as a policy and advocacy officer for the Uniting Church's National Assembly. I interviewed him recently to speak about why he supports the voice to Parliament as an expression of his faith, and to hear some tips on how to have worthwhile conversations around the referendum. Hi, my name is Raul Sugananathan. I've been a member of Leichhardt Uniting Church for a bit over five years now. I'm really passionate about justice work. Um, it's a huge part of my faith and how I practice my faith. And so I've worked in different um, justice areas like climate change, um, justice for LGBTQI plus people, and also justice for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, which is um, a huge focus of this voice campaign. What are the different ways in which you've been involved in the campaign? I actually first heard about the Uluru Statement from the Heart in 2018 in one of my first year uni courses um, and was truly moved by it. And um, that was when I first decided that I was on board and wanted to support it. Um, since then, the first time I've gotten involved in sort of activism around it was I did a training with the Sydney Alliance at the start of last year. So at the start of 2022, and then I've worked in the Uniting Church on it, have um, helped organize an event for, um, an Aboriginal, um, and Torres Strait Islander speaker to come to Leichhardt Uniting Church and have helped out, um, on a statewide level as well. Um, I've also done an internship recently with Unions New South Wales, so I've contributed in the Unions for Yes campaign as well. That's fantastic. When you you think about the referendum, you think about the Uluru Statement and voice, treaty and truth-telling, what is it about those ideas and those reforms that you, that you think is really compelling and really necessary? Yeah, I think the... The Uluru Statement from the Heart is really important. From my perspective, it has a huge role to play um, for migrants. Um, I think that's one part of the story we need to be talking more about because it's an invitation um, to, to all people that have come and made Australia home. Um, and so the story kind of starts with, with, my, with my family. Both of my parents are migrants. My dad is Sri Lankan Tamil and my mum is Chilean and they came when they're very young so the kind of the first generation were my grandparents um and they truly don't know much about Australian colonial history and and they've come and they've had to uh, work really hard to build lives for themselves but there has been a kind of piece piece missing to the puzzle puzzle of 
of being part of this country and things started to change with my parents generation they got to tell me a little bit more about the history and, and my both my parents tell me about the the harbour bridge march in 2000 for reconciliation um and yet still we haven't really moved as far as we'd like to since then and so it's come to my generation i, I learned a little about this history in school and i remember watching rabbit proof fence about the stolen generations but again it was portrayed as something that happened in the past and throughout all these generations i think we haven't reconciled and we haven't grappled with the history and that's where the Uluru Statement from the Heart comes in. It's it's a story about how we can be a stronger nation, really, about how we can have honest conversations and fundamentally change the structures of Australian society to give a voice to those that have been marginalised and, and my my parents' families will be better for it, not not just Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, but migrants and and um, other other settlers because we said yes. If we say yes, then we were able to create a country where everyone is welcome and we honour the history of the First Peoples. Thank you so much and thank you so much for sharing your story and your family's story and bringing that perspective as well. As as you've shared, you, you have a lot of experience with, with campaigning and being involved with, with the referendum. If other people have been really inspired by what you've said, and hopefully there'll be lots of people listening to this who'll be able to reflect deeply on the Uluru Statement from the Heart and what this means to look forward towards the referendum and to reform and to see the powerful impact that, that voting yes can achieve, how would you encourage people to have conversations with their friends and family and colleagues around the referendum? Yeah, there are lots of ways you can get involved in the campaign. We're going to need a lot of support and um, it's going to come from those conversations we have, those face-to-face conversations that we have with people we already know and they're going to be values-based. Like it's about connecting with people and and sharing what you both value, which in this case has to be democracy. It has to be a voice. It has to be um, a nation that, truly gives its people a fair go um so yeah having conversations starting with those values and connecting and then and then bringing in the in the statement and and the voice campaign is important um so yeah it starts with those conversations you have with friends and family that um are importantly not in the hard yes or the hard no that's a good distinction to first make because those people already decide you're not going to change their minds um and the hard yes it's it's more about how can we work together to have more conversations rather than trying to convince them if they're a hard no then um so be it everyone's going to get a chance to have a say at the referendum and um you know that's that's how democracy works so that's that's up to them um then there's ways to look beyond um that that starting point um look to your community i know if, if you're part of a church and you're listening to this be great if you could invite an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person to come and speak about the voice. Um, uh, we had Larissa Minicon from Scarred Tree Indigenous Ministries in Glebe come and speak, and that was really, really powerful. And um, she was supported by her friend and another leader in that community, Priyanka Bromhead. Um, and and that's a really great way to connect with multiple people at once. Um, and then the last thing I would suggest is if you've got some spare time and you want to 
during the community campaign, sign up to volunteer at yes23.com and you can do things like door knocking and flyering and, you know, handing out flyers at train stations or, or um, busy places, um, phone banking, so calling people. Um, that's, that's probably going to be the most impactful thing uh, we can do in the lead up to the voting day. Thank you. That's great. I would also really encourage that when I was in Parramatta on the weekend for one of the Matildas live sites, there was someone there speaking with people about the voice. So it's, we've obviously, you know, seen how people can come together and wouldn't it be wonderful if later this year we can come together over, as you've said, those, those values of, of democracy and giving a voice. And I think a lot of different people of a lot of different backgrounds would see a fair go as a big Australian value. And so in these lands, it's so important that our first peoples are afforded that as well. With thanks to Raoul Suganananthan. Thank you for engaging with this series of As Luck Would Have It in the lead up to Referendum Day on October 14. We hope and pray that you will listen deeply and reflect on what it would mean to enshrine a voice to Parliament in our Constitution to recognise Australia's First Peoples. From next week, we'll start a new four-part series called The Lord God Made Them All, Humanity in the Web of Creation, to celebrate Season of Creation. As we reflect deeply on our relationship with creation and the challenges of climate change, we also acknowledge how reforms like a voice to Parliament contribute to our creation care. First Nations peoples have been caring for these lands and tending to creation for over 65,000 years. Their deep wisdom, knowledge and culture are a benefit to us all. If you have questions about the voice referendum, we would love to answer them on future episodes of the podcast. You can contact Leichhardt United Church on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks for joining us for this episode of As Luck Would Have It proudly presented by Leichhardt Uniting Church. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe and feel free to leave a rating or review. And you can also visit our website and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Have a great day.